When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The Toronto Maple Leafs, frankly, you sold me yesterday when you said, one of these years, one of these years, they're going to beat that door down and win a Stanley Cup. They're a 115-point team coming back. Clearly, you don't need a whiz-bang goaltender. The Colorado Avalanche proved that last year, with all due apologies to Darcy Kemper. I think the Leafs have it in them to be the number one team. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. Start spreading the news. Did you hear that crack? Or is it just me? <laughs> okay. Sounded like it was lightning going off in my ears. <clears throat> I think it's just me. This is always like the most fun part of the show as far as I'm concerned. We bring in the Moose here for hour two. He is live from the Premier's Golf Tournament in Saskatoon. What happened, Moose? Was it you? Is it me? What, what's going on? No. Where are you? It's it's me. I uh, I moved out to the 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 lanai, uh, the line A, so it could be a little quieter back here. I got out of the kitchen. I made an executive decision after Scott was done, and we got a little peace and quiet out here with the golf course behind me. It looks great. It sounds great. And indeed, for our viewers on WQEE ninety nine point one, home of Southern Sports and Talk, a premier is like your governor, governor, and we had. Our premier with us last hour, Scott Moe, and a little later on, some guests from there. You know, it's funny. I was just looking, uh, Darren, at our preview posts on social media of what we were going to talk about today, and they were, we've gone through them already. It was our central division prediction for the uh, National Hockey League this upcoming season, which they're going to start in a couple weeks, and week 13 Canadian Football League bets. We've done that already. And it's cool because everybody's writing in now with their thoughts and all of that. But now it's, again, you and me time. We get to converse with the viewers. But I want to say this. A guy named Dallas in Texas. What town did I say? Stafford, Texas. Dallas in Stafford, Texas is watching on Game Plus television. And he says, let's get the stars into the top five. They're going to be really good this year. Now, on the flip side, somebody from Winnipeg, tweeted us and said, the Stars aren't going to be any better than the Winnipeg Jets. So settle the tie. I, I don't think it's even going to be close. I think Dallas is on the way up and Winnipeg's on the way down. I don't think people want to hear that. Yeah, I don't think they do either. Um, I think you're right. But Winnipeg still has this weird intangibles of, you know, Mark Shifley and Connor Hellebuck and Kyle Connor. And they've got some really great pieces. And we heard about Montgomery really connecting with Shifley. Right. And and if that's the case and Mark Shifley is a guy who's buying into the message, who's coming to play, who's going to be a team guy and a locker room guy. The Winnipeg Jets have a chance to really, 
you know, um, bring back the old magic. So this is going to be a really fun season for that team. Yeah, well, I got a lot of thoughts on all of that. See why I have, why I say this is so much fun. It's just whatever we want to talk about. It's the greatest. Yeah. I can't um, and I bring the viewers in here. Uh, a few, th- Oleg in Winnipeg is watching. You said, holy mackerel, I just found out that Elon Musk has 10 children. What, did he become an NBA player? Um, that's that? nothing. Dog the Bounty Hunter has 12. Dog the Bounty Hunter has 12 kids. Found that out the other day while watching the dog marathon. Um, where am I? Sorry. Stay with me. Stay with me, Moose. I know it's not going to be easy here. Uh, Ted in Red Deer, Alberta says, Hey, Rod, did, the other day, did you say you're covering the Florida Panthers this season? That's the plan. That is the plan. Yes, the, the last season, the Panthers accredited me for the whole year. Ted, you were watching the show half the, more than half the season I was here. But get this one, Darren. There's a hockey tournament here, September 15th to the 17th, in Coral Springs where the Panthers practice in their uh, ice den. Listen to this. Maybe I told you about it. I don't think I did. It's called the, nope, Lat- Am, it's called the Lat Am Tournament, Latin America. So I got this news release from the Panthers saying this tournament's going on. It's free admission and it's hockey teams from Caribbean countries. Off the top of my head, Mexico, Dominican Republic, Panama, obviously USA. Bahamas, I believe, has a hockey team. I am not joking. So I read it and I'm like, eh, maybe I'll go down there to watch it. What else I got to do? And I get an email from our guy, Craig Campbell, from the Hockey Hall of Fame, from the museum in Toronto. He says, hey, Rod, are you going to this? Because me and Phil Pritchard are coming down. We got asked to bring the trophies. Are you going to? Yeah. So we're going to go to this hockey tournament. Can you imagine? What do you? I don't even know what to expect. Unbelievable. The only thing that came to mind, Rod, was the junior Goodwill Games. Remember from the Mighty Ducks when Trinidad and Tobago was in the tournament? with their tie-dye jerseys. Like, that's kind of what I expect from a Latin American hockey tournament, all these Caribbean uh, countries having teams in. But that's cool. They're going to bring the Stanley Cup out, potentially, or the trophies from the uh, Hockey Hall of Fame. I love it. I don't know what to expect, and that's why I'm excited to go. And Craig and Phil Pritchard are going to be there, so maybe we'll broadcast live. I don't know. Um... We'll get to the Canadian Football League talk. We really covered it hard last hour, by the way. For those that don't know, if you missed it, Darren Bombing was with us from Bonfire Sports. He covered uh, the Bombers, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, for years with TSN Radio. Now he's over at Bonfire TV, and he's also at NHL.com covering the Winnipeg Jets. And I'll get to the CFL in a second. I know it's a big week, but we really opened a can of worms with our predictions for the Central Division. Phyllis and Winnipeg, I got the Jets missing the playoffs I got him sixth out of eight teams. Phyllis in Winnipeg writes, and she says, as a Jets fan, I am optimistic about the Jets because of the new coaching staff coming in. Players can be traded if they aren't performing well. Um, Oleg says, oh, the Jets are going to be good. Rod's going to be so sad with his wrong prediction. I don't know. A year ago? A year ago, Darren, we were in Winnipeg doing this show live from the World Juniors Lacrosse, and they were so excited, and the bottom fell out. Do you think there's a chance that it could be the exact opposite a year later that everybody's expecting nothing out of them other than their diehards 
and that they do actually surprise. She makes it, she brings yeah. up a good point. There's absolutely a chance, you know, because of the players who are there, but they're a year older, they're a year removed from that success. You know, Connor Hellebuck, he's still a Vesna winner, but is he still a Vesna caliber goaltender? He's got to prove that, um, that he still is, and we think he's capable. We wonder about, you know, again, Mark Shifley and Cal Connor, they've got some horses up front. So if they're all, you know, pulling on the rope in the same direction and they have the right message in that locker room, there's a chance. Well, it's interesting. I go back to this guy, Dallas and Stafford, Texas, watching on Game Plus TV. And um, he says the Stars are going to be good. They love the Stars when they're good. It's very similar to the Panthers here. They were getting 18,000 at FLA Live Arena in the playoffs when they were playing Tampa in round two. But then they'll go back to five, 6,000. I would think maybe to start this regular season, we'll see. We'll see. But I know I'll be here for it. And it's just, it's just a flip-flop. I came down here a year ago and I was just stunned. Which I shouldn't have been. I was stunned that the Panthers weren't a bigger deal in this market. It's the National Hockey League. But I should have known from my years hanging around the Arizona Coyotes where I would go there when I had friends that owned the team or played for the team. And I'm like, there's like two reporters here. Where's everybody? I'm like, the Rough Riders have more reporters than the Arizona Coyotes. This isn't right. This is the National Hockey League. I know. But it is what it is. Um, I don't know, typical politician, I'm not sure that Scott Moe laid down what the bet was with the Premier of Manitoba last hour. I asked him to make a bet. I don't think he made a bet. Um, He said he was going to reach out and he picked Saskatchewan to win outright. Well, of course he did. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, sending us a photo of the 2001 Grey Cup. Ralph Klein, the Alberta Premier, bet Manitoba Premier Gary Dewar a case of local beers. How about that? And uh, Calgary How about ended up that? winning that Grey Cup. Some action going on in the hood. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, that's on your end. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's not. That's me. In Boca it's not Raton, coming from the golf course. The normally quiet, the normally quiet area of Boca Raton. Uh, 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 just having a look at some of the comments. None of them are interesting me, so I will go back to this page because it is September 1st. Congratulations. We've made it to September. And that means Labor Day Classic Weekend. We've got to spend some time on that. Um, we are airing on WQEE Radio in Atlanta. You've got to listen to it sometime. All the links are on my social media. You can go there if you want to check us out. Coming up at 9 p.m., Rick Tittle in Sports Byline USA. I'm pretty sure they won't be talking about the Labor Day Classic games, but he might be talking about how lightning and dogs are similar. So we kicked around we kicked around the Ottawa Montreal game Friday night and I'll say this again. They're the two somewhat lost cousins that don't really fit on Labor Day weekend. They've tried it over the years. Didn't really work. They're trying it again. The first time Ottawa and Montreal played on Labor Day Classic weekend was 1949. I'm not great at math, Moose, but when they play Friday night, it's only going to be the 23rd meeting. So do you see where it's on again, off again, on again, off again? Um, We both picked Montreal to win at home, which, by the way, I I meant to ask Darren Bombing this, but uh, last hour I forgot. I'll ask you. 
Any coverage on Vernon Adams going to BC that you've seen uh, with the trade on Thursday? Vernon Adams going from Montreal to BC. What does this do to the West Division landscape in your mind over the second half of the regular season? Well, it completely solidifies what we had early on, that BC was a powerhouse. Calgary was threatening. Obviously, Winnipeg is Winnipeg at the top. But, um, you know, what happened when, when Nathan Rourke got hurt is that things changed. All of a sudden, BC, even though they were 8-1, and one, were a team that were going to limp their way towards the playoffs, right, and limp in and maybe even go on the road in the, you know, Western semifinal. But now they're looking like a team that should be hosting a Western semifinal game and potentially threatening now the Winnipeg Blue Bombers for the top seed in the West. So now we got a race again, and the BC Lions have planted that flag, and I love it. Um, yeah. A lot of the fans have woken up. They're making good comments. Some are just silly, and that's fine. And I'll get to those in a moment. Um, I, I want to tell the viewers, and again, we got a lot of new ones. We have a lot of older ones that have been with us for a long time. If you want to hear every single thing covered in 20 minutes, tune in at the very start of the show. Tune in at the very start of the show for the warm-up because we cover them all. By the time we get around here into hour two, we're all over the place. So I'm not going to make any apologies for what we decide to talk about here in hour two because it's what we're gravitating to. It's what the viewers are gravitating to. Um, and I'll just say this. Oleg in Winnipeg says, here's a, here's a very good question. He said, other than your own, what's your favorite province? He said, Manitoba got 1% of that vote. I'd love to see where the results are of that and what, who, who asked that question. But other than Saskatchewan, what's your favorite province? Because you've been to, I think, just about all of them, Darren. And I'll also say, what's your favorite state? Florida clearly is my favorite state. I'll answer it right now. And to be honest with you, I'm going to say Alberta because I've been sitting here thinking to myself, I'm missing Alberta in a way. The friends that we made, the times that we had, the way that we were treated, I'm, I'm missing it. So Alberta would be my next favorite province. Um, you, your favorite province and state. I have massive recency bias, man. I loved the Niagara region when I was down there. So I want to say Ontario, but you know what? It's Alberta too for me, just because of the way we were treated. Calgary was amazing. Edmonton's been really good to us too. I love the Rocky Mountains. Probably my favorite is the Rocky Mountains in Canada. So I'd say Alberta. And in the U.S., I'm split. And they're kind of both on the West Coast. Um, but it's California or Washington. I'm a big fan of going to Seattle. So I think it's California, though, for me. You've often said that. You're a big Washington State guy. It's not that I'm anti-Washington State. I've seen that state from ear to ear. Um, now we get into storytelling time, and that's fine, because that's one of my favorite um, because when you work in the Western Hockey League, you travel by bus and you see everything. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, well, a few things. One, the former head coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Ken Miller, who was called Grandpa Miller. He became the head coach of our team when he was 68 years old. Just went into the Hall of Fame a couple of weeks ago. Um, he, we used to spend a lot of time together for whatever reason, both at the stadium, away from the stadium, driving to speaking engagements. And I said to him one time, Kenny, where are you from? I'm from a place you wouldn't know of. It's called the Dolls in Oregon. The Dolls in Oregon. I said, I've been through there. It's on the freeway between Kennewick and Portland. 
He looked at me, how would you, how would you know that? <laughs> and I said, because I drove it on the bus with the Regina Pats many, many times. The Dolls, it's spelled D-A-L-L-E-S. As everybody watching on TDS Cable just perked up in the state of Washington and Oregon where we're carried on the cable carrier there. Um, and with Labor Day Classic Memories gone by, as I'm really jumping, going full squirrel here, that's why, and we don't have much time here, but you can throw the records out the window. Remember when Ken Miller came back in 2011 after we fired our coach, Greg Marshall, and we curb stomped the Winnipeg Blue Bar? We were 1-7. and seven. They were 7-1, and one, and we destroyed them. I want to say it was at 52-11. to 11. Winnipeg fans will have to remind me, but it's a fact. The records, the stats, they don't mean anything this weekend. I don't know why, but they don't. No, they don't. It's, it's a wild weekend, and the fans are going to roll in, and they're going to be treating this game like the Riders are in first place, right? And the Winnipeg fans, the same thing. These games, it doesn't matter. I've been to a lot of them, and, and you go to the Banjo Bowl, too. It doesn't matter if your team is winless, you have three or four wins at this time, or if you have eight, nine, or you're the Winnipeg Blue Barns, you got double digits and wins. I mean, yeah, throw the records out the windows. These rivalry games bring the best out of both teams. Viewer engagement. When we come back, we'll answer these questions. What's your favorite province and state? I'll read some of your answers. My guy Jack in Vulcan, Alberta, says, I'm with most Southern California. Palm Springs, San Diego. Phyllis in Winnipeg says, formerly Alberta, now it's BC. Mike Horrigan watching in Toronto says, PEI and New Hampshire. So what's your favorite state and what's your favorite province? And you can't say your own. So I can't say Florida. I'm really, I'm really liking Georgia. We'll be right back. It's the Rod Peterson Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and, of course, on your home of Southern Sports and Talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Hell yes. How about that? Lots going on here on this Thursday, episode number 833 of the RP Show, coming at you uh, from South Florida, and also the Premier's Golf Tourney. Let's bring the moose back in. I think the people love it, moose, just like we do this second hour where we're, you know, you never know what's going to come up, right? Um... So we're asking the, asking the viewers, what is your favorite province and or state? You can't say your own. I don't know. It came up from one of our, one of our uh, Winnipeg viewers, of all things. Uh, Dougal Cameron, I think you met him. Stamps fan in Calgary. Came down to watch the show live at the Grey Eagle. He says, favorite province is British Columbia. Favorite state, California. California getting a lot of votes. The Gold Coast, man. You started something, Moose. I know. I know I did. It's gorgeous down there. And for me, it's a lifestyle thing, the laid back West Coast lifestyle. Not laid back at all, but anywho, very, very expensive too. Um, Sean, Sean is watching in Vancouver. He says, as Justin Bieber says, I get my peaches out of Georgia. Does How he? about that? What song is that? He, Does he say I don't that? know. He must. It's called Peaches, Clark says. Clark, the big Bieber fan of the house, producer Clark. 
The only thing I think about what is the presidents of the United States, right? Millions of peaches, peaches for me, right? That's the song. Bingo. I guess so. I guess. But I'll tell you something. Justin Bieber, who you would think is a punk. I'm not sure that he is a punk. Clearly very talented. I went and watched him at the Agrodome, and I want to say he was 12 years old. Certainly he didn't have any fuzz on his peaches. If he was older than 12, not much. And that kid played the drums, he played the saxophone, he played the piano, and he played the guitar, and he sang. And actually fell off the stage, too. He was playing the drums, got a little wild, and his chair went off the back of the stage. Popped up, didn't miss a beat. I'm like, this kid's talented. I don't care how big of a goof he is. He's talented. And then he comes and plays the 2012 Grey Cup for free at Rogers Centre for free. Somebody in Toronto would have to correct me on that, whether that's, but I believe he played it for free. And then he got booed in his own stadium because it was like Nickelback. It wasn't cool to like Justin Bieber. It wasn't cool to like Nickelback, even though he's from your own town. Like my, talk about warped. Total getting off on a tangent here, but um, another, (coughs) pardon me, Lyle in Toronto (coughs) watching on Game Plus TV regarding our division predictions. He says, does it even matter who else is in the division and where they stand with Big Bag Colorado at the top? I get what he says, that the defending Stanley Cup champions coming back. And let's just spend a second on this because God knows we talked enough CFL here today. I'm looking at how, well, and we can talk NFL too, and, 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 I, and I want to. The way teams are doing it, Darren, and taking a run up the mountain, they're all doing it for the most part in different ways. But Colorado proved you don't need Patrick Watt to win a Stanley Cup. I said it earlier this week, with all due apologies to Darcy Kemper, they found him expendable. They don't, you don't need a Hall of Fame goalie to win a Stanley Cup. Now, is everybody going to try and follow that template? Probably. Um, but just because Colorado's, Colorado's number one, it doesn't mean you don't throw a stone at the bully. Like, I remember when we had great teams in the Western Hockey League, and it was fairly rare, but we had great teams leading up to the trade deadline, Western Hockey League story here, and then you, Brandon would pull the trigger on a deal. Kelly McCrimmon there. And PA would make a tr- you know, pull the trigger on a deal. And we're like, would you leave us alone? We got the best team we've had in a generation here. Why are you coming at us? But no, you're not going to lay down. You should be putting your best team on the ice every year unless you are an NFL team tanking it for number one, which we kind of brushed on last hour. But are you, because I'm examining, are you examining how teams are putting their rosters together to try and win a championship? It's fascinating to me, and I think it is to a lot of people. Very fascinating. You look at Chicago, right? When they, you know, won their Stanley Cups, you know, getting Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook on the back end and getting Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. And they did a lot of this through the draft, right? And and by being bad. And now, you know, it's like they're trying to recreate that and be bad again, you know, and get some young players in and maybe get a Connor Bedard and see what you can do that way. Um and that works, you know, Colorado has been, you know, a, a good team for a while, but now they get over the hump and the goaltending thing's interesting. You know, you can win with a great goaltender that can help hide some mistakes up front, but when you can really protect your, your crease and, you know, not allow a lot of high danger scoring chances and score enough goals yourself, all the goaltenders in the NHL are good. You've got to be good to play at that level, but you don't have to be great 
to win a Stanley Cup, which is what we saw in the spring. Yeah, but that's the thing is there's no one way to no, do it. Not. It's not that Colorado got lucky, but they were regarded all year long and for the past couple years as the most talented team in the NHL. Uh, and they were, and they won that way. But again, you got Tampa Bay with Andre Vasilevsky, who plays every single minute of every single playoff game. And then you have other teams that have a goalie rotation, like at Vegas, when they did have Fleury and Leonard. And that didn't necessarily work out, but they did get to the conference final. So there's different ways to go about it. And with the NFL, that's why this show's growing. Here's a little secret that nobody will ever be able to copy. So you don't mind me giving away trade secrets. Of course everybody in our bit. Everybody in our business is trying to be like everybody else. Everybody's trying to fit in, as you know. And what's great about our show is we don't try to fit in. We're the anti all of that. And I think that's what Ryan, uh, the owner of the radio station, WQEE, likes in, in uh, Georgia. Is he was like, your show's refreshing. You're not giving me the same bunk all the time. So now further to that, this morning on ESPN, here's a topic they're kicking around because they talk about the NFL ad nauseum. And I'm the idiot. I don't turn it off. I watch all the time. Here's the question. Do the Kansas City Chiefs have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl or missing the playoffs? Let's debate. I thought about it for like 2.7 seconds. I'm like, this is giving me a headache. What a dumb question. Do you get where they're coming from? Because I don't. What a dumb question. Well, it is a kind of a crazy question because when you're looking at a team as a Super Bowl favorite, you're typically thinking there's no way that they could miss the playoffs. So how would we just, you know, talk about that right now? And, you know, but when you look at Kansas City, it's they're in such a tough division right now that unless they, you know, they could stub their toe in the division. It's so good. And if you don't play well in your own division, it might make it as, as a real tough thing to make the playoffs. But if they roll through the division... They could be in first place, home field throughout the playoffs and end up in the Super Bowl. So it's a weird thing to think about, but both scenarios could happen. Well, and the other day, uh, I don't know if you were watching, I think it was on Get Up, but they had four guys and they all picked their winner of that NFC West and oh, Kansas is in the AFC West. So it must have been the AFC West. And all four guys picked four different teams. And they're like, we don't believe this has ever happened. That all four guys have picked four different teams. So, anyways, I'm watching it. But here's it. So, again, miss the playoffs or win the Super If you have a team that could potentially win the division and win the Super Bowl, why are we even talking about missing the playoffs? It doesn't compute. It's a stupid question to me. But, again, yeah. that's me, and I'm always the fish swimming upstream against everybody else. Regarding your favorite state or province, and you can't name your own, Cine, she's watching in Pittsburgh. And she says, I have been very fortunate to travel this globe. I always love going back to Calgary. The people are always welcoming and incredible. I'm hoping to retire there. Also, I live in Pittsburgh, but my favorite state is Maine. Thank you, Cindy, for answering the question. And look at, you know, Tim Hunter, our good friend Tim Hunter, the Stanley Cup champion from Calgary. I kind of said, why did you come back here being from Calgary? And he goes, ah... My wife and I looked at Victoria, we looked at Arizona, we looked at certain places, and we thought, you know what, Calgary's so great, why don't we just stay here? So they did. And he doesn't yeah, regret it. I respect that. Clearly. 
Uh, question for you, because I don't think I'm going to see you again, uh, from Jeff Y. He's watching in Hamilton, and he seems to be a big fan of yours. He says, uh, hey, Rod. Hey, Moose. Here in Hamilton, we could finish 1-17. and If that win is against the Argos on Labor Day, the season isn't a complete loss. It's almost as important as the Grey Cup. If we do lose, I'll be making a point to get to a meeting that night. And believe me, N.A. and my sponsor have been helping me get through this season. I didn't realize he was in the program with me. He said, my favorite province is Alberta. Favorite state is Michigan. And I'm sitting here going, don't mind me. I'm going to the big board. Hamilton only has one win, one GD win. No, they're three and eight. What are you talking about? Yeah, we he, I think he's hypothetical. He's like, hey, we could finish oh. one and seventeen in a year, but if that one wins against Toronto on Labor Day, we're happy. We're good. Okay, I was just reading. I wasn't thinking. I was pulling a Ron Burgundy. I was just <laughs> reading and not, not. Okay, fair enough. Well, I'll tell you this. As a certified recovery coach, if your biggest problems revolve around the fate of your favorite sports team, you should get down on your knees and thank your lucky stars that those are your biggest problems. Agree or disagree? Oh, I wholeheartedly agree. You know, if that's the only thing we have to be upset about, yeah, life is pretty GD good, man, pretty good. Um, okay, Stacy, watching from Access World Headquarters, says if Buffalo gets home field for the playoffs, they're winning the AFC. Uh, from Nelson, he says uh, the thing about ESPN is Greeny and everyone on Get Up are so smooth with how they talk NFL, you can't turn it off. I love it. It makes me feel good. I'd like to think I've said it. I hope people watching this show feel as good as I feel when I watch those shows. And to be honest, I love me some Stephen A. Smith. I love him. I do. But when he gets yelling, that gets to be a little bit... They don't do that on the morning show, Get Up. They don't sit there and yell at each other. That gets to be a little much. But anyways, uh, Moose, I'm going to let you go and get into a sports update. Uh, hey, you enjoy the rest of the day. Okay. I, I, I don't yeah. know if, if you want to come on with Chevy later, but if not, thank you. All right, and, and safe travels to Winnipeg. Sports update, Major League Baseball is breaking news on this Thursday, has suspended free agent pitcher Carlos Martinez for 85 games for violating its joint domestic violence, sexual assault, and child abuse policy. MLB said today the punishment is retroactive to June 19th. Under the policy, Martinez will participate in a confidential evaluation and treatment program supervised by the league's joint policy board. The 30-year-old Martinez also was suspended for 80 games in May under baseball's minor league drug program after he tested positive for a substance which increases human growth hormone. Canada takes on Sweden in quarterfinal action today at the Women's World Hockey Championship in Denmark. The Canadians finished second in their pool after ending the preliminary round with a 5-2 loss to their arch-rival Americans on Tuesday. Switzerland beat Japan 2-1 in a shootout to win the quarterfinal on Wednesday. Uh, and there you go. This sports update is for Dark Horse Bets. It's Woodbine's easy-to-use betting app that brings the excitement of live stream horse races right to you. It's AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets right out of the gate. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. 
available for Android and Apple devices. Also for Ballers Rec Room, your official home of Slow Pitch, open Wednesday to Sunday. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. We're going to Southern California next, since you like it so much. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. We're also live streaming on YouTube, and you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. RP Show continues on Plus TV, YouTube Live, and WQEE 99.1 FM. I'm always happy to chat hockey. I'm also always happy to go to Southern California. And let's do that now. Annie O'Donnell joins us. She talks about the Ducks. She covers the Ducks. OD on Sports Podcast. She's big on TikTok. Hey, Annie, I didn't know what I was going to get. Brunette, blonde, what's your deal, man? Uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. How are things down in SoCal? What's what's going on? Um, we're about to enter into a huge heat wave right now in September, so preparing for that. But otherwise, beautiful and sunny, not a cloud. Okay, well, I, I am jealous, but it's nice here in South Florida, too, where, hey, it's... Okay. When you have a chance right. to talk hockey with somebody, yeah, when you have a chance to talk hockey with somebody in a Sun Belt region, you love it, right? Clearly, you are that same person. Um, so let's talk about the Ducks. I've got them picked to make the playoffs this year, but I had them picked to make the playoffs last year, and they disappointed me. Um, yeah. What are you expecting out of this team coming up this year? You know, this is a really building year as far as the rebuild goes for the Ducks. Obviously, you got Pat Verbeek's first full year as general manager of the team. Dallas Eakins is entering that uh, co- that contract, not extension, but uh, they gave him an option year. So this is kind of a, hey, one year with a new GM, show me what you can do. you got Troy Terry coming up on the last year of his contract. If he can put up another year like he did last year, got to think he's going to be getting big money. Trevor Zegers, Jamie Drysdale are going to be up for, extend- or for extensions on their rookie deals. So Basically, on this season, I feel like Pat Verbeek is really planning for the long haul. He, it's a marathon for him. He's not building a team to make the playoffs, make a run for the Cup next year. He knows what he's got in the system. So he's saying, hey, let's just kind of save some time. Let's put some guys where we need them. Let's get to the cap floor. Let's see what this team can do. And then when the young guys have had their time in juniors and uh, in the minor leagues, let's uh, see what we can do to get this team to the Cup. Uh, I think they will have okay. a better year than last year. I know a lot of people have them going at like, you know, seventh or eighth in the Pacific. I'm like, okay, all right, let's give us a, give the ducks a little credit here, but uh, playoffs, maybe right on the brink. I think maybe they kind of toy around in a wild card spot, but I would be shocked. I, I will eat my words. If they end up in that, at least that third spot, I will be shocked. Okay. Well, you, you clearly know what you're talking about. So we got that settled. I think I got a little ahead of myself last year picking them to be in the playoffs only because one of their scouts is a really close friend of mine, so he was pumping their tires big to me uh, how great they were going to be. But they are very young. But you mentioned with Verbeek, clearly the Bob Murray situation caught them off guard last year. Do you think that affected the locker room at all? Because they were flirting with a playoff spot up close to Christmas and then just boom, New Year, this. I'm like, where'd you go? Did you think that affected the team at all, having to deal with that? I think so. I also think that for, you know, a good majority, actually a 
Goodman, with the exception of Ryan Getzlaff, Bob Murray was the guy that brought a lot of these guys into the Ducks locker room. And, you know, whether they were at the hand of the abuse that, you know, eventually came out uh, back in the fall, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. But I know there's been stories of other players that have spoken about how he created that really toxic environment for players and texting them. And I know Pat Maroon has gone on about how he kind of gave him a hard time about coming to camp a little heavier. Um, I do think, you know, as far as the business side, it really puts things on edge for a lot of these guys, especially for the ones that, Hey, maybe thought they were on the trading block. And they, at that time, like you said, the ducks were playing some damn good hockey. You know, people were saying, Hey, this team, you know, maybe the rebuilds accelerating faster than we thought. Then of course, you know, the hype died down a little bit come the holiday time. But I do think that getting somebody in the seat and as the GM officially really did help, even though the ducks weren't playing great hockey at that time. And they obviously had to say goodbye to a lot of fan favorites and locker room favorites and Hampus Lindholm, Josh Manson, Ricard Raquel, Nick Delorier. But I mean, how can it not, how can it not affect, you know, the psyche and the attitude when you have an interim GM and Jeff Solomon, who I'm, you know, he didn't do much. Obviously it was kind of just a placeholder while ownership could get a permanent guy in that seat. But I think it'd be hard to say that it didn't affect the players. You know, I think as a a professional athlete, unless you're Orion Getzlaff, unless you're, you know, a franchise player, you're always questioning, Hey, you know, is it my time? Who are they going to trade me? You know, what's my future looking like? I'll tell you what, I, I'm with you. I don't know how it couldn't affect their dressing room, but I never thought about it until you said it. So thank you. Andrew, one of our viewers, says, Annie, I think they will have a better season than people think. You are a smart lady. Merci. He is French, by the way, Francais. Uh, uh, Andrew, you mentioned Getzlaff, longtime friend of mine, and he's finally hung it up. Ducks will be without their captain. How's that going to affect this franchise? See, that's one of the biggest question marks for me going into next year is what they do with the captaincy. Because I think the Ducks, you can can go a lot of directions here. Obviously, the longest tenured Duck left is Cam Fowler, who's been with the team since he was drafted in 2010. That's an easy, I think that's a a safe bet to give him the seat. But you could also say, hey, Ryan Getzlaff has been the captain for 16 plus seasons. Let's, you know, kind of take a page out of the New York Rangers book and say, let's just, you know, We'll give a bunch of guys the A and we'll kind of figure out and get a groove on who we think will be the outspoken leader for this next move and then next next rebuild. And then you could also take, you know, the avenue that so many teams have taken, the Penguins, the Blackhawks, the Oilers, I mean, the Avalanche, naming one of your young guys, one of the guys that are going to be a part of this new era and this rebuild to see, give them that responsibility. I think there's a lot of young guys in that locker room. Not a lot, but I think, you know, you look at Troy Terry, you look at Trevor Zegers. I think those are two guys that could sport letters in the coming future. But you also got the older veteran guys. You know, there's a, you know, I would have said Jacob Silverberg, but he's on LTIR. So I don't think that would be the right move. You got an Adam Henrique there. I wouldn't love that personally, just because I do think eventually uh, Verbeek's going to want to dump that contract. So you want somebody that's going to be there. You want somebody that's going to set the tone and be the face and the leader of that locker room that Ryan Getzlaff did so well at for his entire tenure. And honestly, I feel like some of the veteran guys in that locker room are going to kind of take the Saku Koivu, the Timu Solani route when Scott Niedermeyer hung them up. You know, those two guys would have been easy bets, but both said, Hey, this is, this is Getzy's team. You know, we will support him. We'll, we'll support the A we'll do what we need to do, but this is his team and we're on board. Uh, Craig Smith, our director of scouting, our show's director of scouting, writes in and he says, Sweet Annie has that rock star look. He loves it. 
Um, I'm going to throw one for you. Compliment. Oh, my goodness. I right? just made my day. Right. <laughs> Right out of left field here, I was watching the World Juniors in Edmonton, Mason McTavish. I'm like, this guy is going to be the captain of the Ducks one day. Why not throw it on him as a rookie? Would that be too bold I of like, a move, do you think? As a rookie, I think that's a bold move. I think one. I think if they do like a, a temporary situation, like with the A, Mason McTavish is absolutely a name that should be in contention. And I love talking about Mason McTavish because when that draft, happened in 2021 and the ducks were expecting the ducks fans were expecting so many other names in that draft to be taken and bob murray goes and takes mason mctavish at three and the reaction just online and with ducks fans was just who's this guy like what what's going Mm -hmm. on here meanwhile everybody's on board i mean i was at the home opener last season and scores his first nhl goal first goal of the season first goal of the ducks season even so already off to a great foot with the fan base. And I have no doubt in my mind that he makes the team coming out of camp. I think that's a no brainer kind of outgrown juniors there. And I don't think he's old enough quite yet. Uh, Something with uh, the AHL where he wouldn't quite qualify there yet, but I'm excited to see what he does. I'm excited to see where Dallas Eakins places him in that ducks lineup and the line combinations to come, but absolutely he is a name that should be talked about when it comes to guys wearing the C. Yeah, the deal is simply he's too young to play in the American Hockey League, so unless he plays with the Ducks, yeah. he's got to go back to junior. And they're already talking that he's going to play for Canada at the, this year's World Juniors. And I'm like, what more is saying? But they don't ask me any. Listen, we got a lot of questions that have come in from our viewers, and we're out of time. So just can you tell us where people can watch your stuff, and then we'll bring you on another time because I enjoyed this. Where can they watch your stuff? And listen. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. Uh, you can find me on OD on Sports podcast on all streaming platforms. I'm also on social media at Sweet Annie OD on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I post every day there. So give me a follow. I love chatting sports, all teams, all, all fan bases in the NHL. So let's chop it up. Love it. All right. Thank you, Annie. Appreciate it. Have a great day down there. Stay cool. <laughs> Thanks so much. You too. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sitting here sweating my ass off. Sweet Annie O'Donnell joining us from Anaheim. We'll be back with overtime right after this. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, live streaming on YouTube, and of course, 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's overtime, and uh, here we go. One final segment today, and it's been a hot one. It's been a fun one. You're looking at Robbie's down in the Florida Keys. What a beautiful spot that is. Um, and beautiful also is Dakota Dunes Golf Club in uh, just outside Saskatoon. The Moose is there. Darren Moose DuPont from the Premier's Golf Tournament uh, to put a wrapper on this. How you doing, Moose? What's going on up there? Hey, top of the world. I moved outside and get in all the action, and uh, it's great. Beautiful day. Golfers are rolling through. Everybody's having fun. Uh, I told you I saw the Duke. Derek Myers out here. He wanted to say hi and loves what we're doing. He's actually as, as great as it is here. He still wishes he was down there with you, Rod, in South Florida. So this is uh, it's been a good, good morning so far. I'm going to have Ken Shevel Day off uh, on the air or not. Is he in the vicinity? No? We- 
We are, we are not. Okay. Too busy? Okay, it's fine. I just wanted to know who I should be expecting to be on the show here. So, um, it's been busy on the program. People don't understand with Darren moving people in and out and so forth, but we got through it. Great work by Clark. And there's a, I'm telling you, man, a lot of questions have come in for Annie O'Donnell, our last guest, and I didn't expect that. And because, to be honest with you, when I hear it's a TikTok star or a podcaster, I don't, it's, it's on me that I should be expecting somebody that knows what they're talking about or doesn't know what they're talking about. She knew her stuff. Were you able to watch much of that? Oh, yeah. Interview? I know. It was only, you know, the, one of the few times I, I've watched her stuff, but chalked me up as a fan, man. She knows her stuff. She's, you know, speaks very well and very professional. I'm a fan. Well, I think <laughs> I'm not as far to her direction of what she does, but what, what I enjoyed about the interview was she don't care what I think, yeah. you think. Or anybody thinks. And she's going to do her interview with her Alanis Morissette hair from her bedroom and talk about the ducks uh, like she's been covering them for 100 years. And again, she knows her stuff. And for instance, Lyle still still watching in uh, Toronto on Game Plus TV and says, what does Annie think of the Zegras NHL 2023 cover controversy? Personally, I think he's a great choice. Um, what is the controversy? Zegras and uh, Sarah Nurse are on the cover of the NHL video game. What, what's the controversy? I'm sorry. I must have missed it. You know, I've, you know, I've, I've kind of missed a little bit of this too, but my guess is that, you know, it's not an established superstar, not somebody who led the league in scoring, not one of the, you know, traditional faces of the league. This is a, a new generation getting the young kids involved and the controversies around, you know, Zegras really getting, you know, put on the map for all the fancy stick handling and the Michigan style lacrosse goals and stuff. But you know what? If that sells more video games and makes the NHL more popular, I'm all for that, too. Oh, thanks for clarifying. And my my thing is. It's summertime. That's all people got to bitch about is the cover of the NHL 23 video game. Like, come, come, can we get into something else, please? Now, I don't know how this came up. Um, Craig Smith, our director of scouting. Smitty, shout out, Smitty. Thanks for joining. Such a great dude. He goes, it's hard to beat South Florida. And that's my, this is my place. We're, they're still talking about favorite states and favorite provinces and stuff. And Jeff the Stams fan says, Florida is too hot, humid, and flat. For my personal liking. This is a good topic to bring up near the end of the show. Because as you see, I'm wearing a full-length um, Dallas Cowboys jacket. And I'm, or not, it's a, you've yeah. seen it. It's a pullover. It's thin. I, I wasn't yeah. going to wear this thing. Because like, you can barely, even inside your house, get away with wearing long sleeves. It's that hot down here. But last night, I was tooling down the street coming home and i see these kids coming home from school and they're wearing darren shirts with like velour track suits jackets in what? 38 degrees celsius i'm like i've seen kids in canada in minus 38 wearing that exact same outfit coming home from school how are you doing it and and they're not sweating I was on a podcast this morning out of Indiana with a snowman. He may be watching right now. And I was sweating 
like a hooker in church. I'm like, this looks bad. I don't know if I'm ever going to get over the sweat. I hope, but I I don't know that yeah. I can. Can you so get anyways, acclimatized? Going, because we had we had a yeah. girl in broadcasting college. Her name was Monse. She came from Mexico to broadcasting college. I'm like, it's 25 degrees out. Why are you wearing a jacket? Summertime. She's like, it's a little chilly for me. I don't know if 38 degrees is the same, but it was for her at 25 degrees uh, in, in the summertime. And this is funny, by the way. Don, our Navy friend, writes in and he says, Florida, too hot and slowly sinking into the ocean. Well, Don, that's perfect. You stay there and I'll stay here. And if I go into the ocean, bye-bye. I'll die happy. But I was also thinking of this, too. If I can't say your own state or your own province is your favorite, how about that state of Georgia, which I've mentioned, I've been there to Atlanta a few times. It's flat. That Mercedes Stadium sticks out on the edge of downtown, very similarly to Mosaic Stadium, in that you can see it for miles from outside the city. And it's really, really cool. Um, so I think we've got to make a road trip to Georgia, and I don't think anybody would argue with that. We're getting a lot of questions, as you know. Last minute of play in the RP show. Last minute of play. We're getting a lot of questions about the sports trip. Can you confirm we do not have a destination named yet? That's correct. Confirm. Okay. And will I have you on this show tomorrow? You absolutely will, and I'll be, uh, I guess, two weeks early for the Banjo Bowl. Okay, cool. I just wasn't sure. Getting it all out of the way now. Safe travels. Great job there today, Moose. Thank you. Great job. Tomorrow is going to be a fantastic football Friday. Okay, as we lead into the Labor Day Classic weekend, week two of college football. Bye. Week two of college football and prepare you for the NFL. We've got David Naylor with us from TSN. We've got the general manager of the BC Lions, Neil McAvoy. And Sportsnet's Arash Dash to talk Blue Jays baseball. That's all coming up tomorrow. We'll see you at noon Eastern here on Game Plus and WQEE. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.